Dear brother and sister, the Lord has blessed you with four daughters, and that's a great blessing now, also adding Rila to your tribe. We're grateful to him for that gift. Something in the song that we just sang that baptism, on the one hand, reminds us of the great and powerful promises of God, but it's also a reminder of our own great weakness as parents, that weakness we often then see get passed on to our children and when we see them acting or looking like us and those bad things we say oh I hate to see that but you be faithful as a mom and dad to bring Christ to your little ones and part of that faithfulness is falling before the father's throne and trusting him to be faithful to you and to use your instruction to reach into their lives and save them. So may God hear your prayers and use your instruction in your children's lives to save them and to make them a mighty generation in the Lord. Uh, Ariel means lioness of God, and we pray that the boys and the girls in this congregation will be lions and lionesses of God, and uh, may he bless us as his people. God go with you. And how we need the help of the Holy Spirit in our tasks. Isn't that right? You feel that. You know that. I do, and uh, that's part of the promise in baptism. And this morning and this afternoon, we want to focus on the person and the power, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the church and in all God's people. So let's read together our confession of faith concerning the work, the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you turn in the back of your hymnals to Lord's Day 20, Question and answer 53, Lord's Day 20. I didn't put a page number in there. Lord's Day 20, question and answer 53. And that's found on page 880. In the back of your songbooks, page 880. Been studying what every Christian must believe. He must believe in God. Who is that God? The one true God revealed in Scripture. And who's that God? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Been looking at Him as our Father, as the Son, and now as the Holy Spirit. What do you believe concerning the Holy Spirit? First, that the Spirit with the Father and the Son, is eternal God. Second, that he's given also to me, so that through true faith, he makes me share in Christ and all his benefits, comforts me, and will remain with me forever. Wow. Amazing person and work of the Holy Spirit. Let's read of that in John 14. The words of our Lord Jesus Christ in John 14. 
page 1071 in your pew Bibles. Verses 15 through 27. John 14, verses 15 through 27. Page 1071. If you love me, said Jesus, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father. And he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world will see me no more. But you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. And in that day you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you, but the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Our text this morning is verses 16 and 17. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. This is God's word. He blessed to our hearts and lives. Brothers and sisters in our Lord Jesus Christ, when Jesus called us to baptize, to make disciples and baptize them, he called us to make, baptize them into the name, one name, one God, of the three persons of that God. The name, one name, who is three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the form for baptism really nicely lays out that there's a Father promise, I will adopt you as my children, I will provide for you, I will protect you from harm, and if harm comes, I will turn it to your profit. There's a son promise. I will send my son to die for you and wash away your sins with his precious blood and purchase you for God. And there's a spirit promise. I will send my spirit to you. He will make his home within your life. 
He'll make his home within you and then make real, impart to you what you have in Christ. Take the message of salvation. Take Christ himself and plant him in your heart. Great promises. And then I think of the words of Peter in Acts 2 when people were cut to the heart of their sins against God and his Christ And they said, what shall we do? And Peter says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promise. What promise? Forgiveness of sins in the Holy Spirit is for you and for your children and all that are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God will call to himself. That's the promise for us and our children. And as we grow up, we know how promises work. Promises become real in your life when you take them and use them. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit. We want to look at the great blessing of the gift, the promise of the Holy Spirit, God's gift to us. Who is the Holy Spirit? What is his saving work in a sinner's life, my life, your life, Ryla's life? He is God within us who makes his home within us and makes us God's children in truth. So we'll look at that theme. He will make his home within us. God will make his home within us through the Holy Spirit. First, we want to see that the Holy Spirit is another helper for you, said Jesus. Anybody need help? There's another helper for you, given to you by the Father through the Son, secondly, to live in you forever. Another helper. Why do we need another helper? Jesus told his disciples, I'm going away. After he gave up his life on the cross on Good Friday as a payment, a sacrifice for our sin, And then rose again on Easter morning and newness of life to show that the payment succeeded and to plant new life in sinners. He ascended to heaven. He went away. And when he told the disciples that before it all happened, that he was going away, they were disturbed. They were scared. Will you really go and leave us all alone without a helper? Jesus said, if you look ahead to verse 18, No, I will not leave you as orphans where you have to find your own way through this world of trial and trouble and tears. I'm not going to leave you alone. I will come to you. And then again in verse 27, don't let your hearts be troubled or afraid. I leave my peace with you. I give my peace to you. Well, what does he mean? I'm going away and I'm coming to you. Does that make any sense? I'm going away and I'm coming to you. Makes perfect sense. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Because when he goes to heaven and he's seated at God's right hand, the first thing Jesus is going to do is ask the Father to give his disciples the Holy Spirit as another helper to be with you forever, even the Spirit of truth. That's who that another helper is, the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. And then he says in verse 26, and the Father will send the helper, the Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. The Spirit is another helper. One helper is going away, Jesus. 
But when the, uh, one helper goes away, he will ask the Father to give us another helper. Now just look for a moment at that word, another. It's very important. You can use the word another to mean something of a different kind. Like, would you like to try another dessert? It means a dessert of a different kind. Or you can ask, would you like another helping of the dessert? That means another helping of the same kind. And there are two different words in the Greek for another. The one means another of a different kind. The other is another of the same kind. And it's the second word that Jesus uses here. I will send another helper of the same kind. The same kind as me. The same substance. He's God. He's divine. That's what that word another means. Someone just like me. The same as me. And he's a helper. He's not a force. Merely a force or an energy or a power. Like the Jehovah's Witnesses believe about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit isn't it. Just a divine energy or force. Not a person. No, he's a helper. He's a counselor. He's a comforter. He's a person. You know how Peter said to Ananias when Ananias lied about giving all the proceeds of the sale to the church. He lied about that. And Peter told Ananias, you've lied to the Holy Spirit, Acts 5. And then in the next sentence, you've not lied to to man, but to God. So to lie to the Holy Spirit is to to lie to God because the Holy Spirit is God. And you don't lie to a force, you lie to a person. This is a divine person. Together with the Father and the Son and the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit, another helper. Another helper for Steve and Kate. Moms and dads. Grandparents, singles, another helper for you. Let's dig into that word helper. In the Greek, it's paraclete. And it's a really hard word to translate. Some translations like the ESV use helper. I will send another helper. Some use counselor. Some use comforter. Some even use advocate. Some just... Don't use anything else at all because they figure they can't translate. They just use paraclete. It's an extremely rich and full word. And we got to dig into that a little bit. The word paraclete means to call somebody to be beside you, to be at your side. To walk alongside you through problems, to talk you through troubles. To truly be a counselor for you and an advocate. Now it It's a combination of a personal counselor and a legal counselor. You know, if you have to go to court, you need to find legal counsel. So you go down the street and you see brown and brown barristers. You walk into the office to say, I I need a lawyer. Can, Can you help me in court? That's legal counsel. On the other side, if you have troubles... 
marriage troubles, personal troubles with assurance, mental troubles, right? This troubles with doubt or other kind of struggles with identity, you call a personal counselor. counselor. But this paraclete is, is a combination. Back in those days, you didn't go down the street looking for brown and brown attorneys at law or barristers. A counselor in those days, a paraclete, was a close and trusted friend who knew you really well, who would help you through a court case or help you through a struggle. And they would stand at your side, I know you, I know this person. And they'll defend you and they'll stand up for you and they'll help you. And that's who this helper is. I will send you an advocate, a helper. Someone who is summoned to stand with you, to lead you, guide you, help you, defend you. A close friend who knows you well, better than you know yourself. Wow. And Jesus said, I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another helper, one just like me. The word paraclete, counselor is also used for Jesus. Listen to 1 John 2, verses 1 and 1. My little children, I write this to you that you might not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate, a paraclete, with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Do you know, brothers and sisters, you have two advocates, one in heaven interceding for you, speaking to the Father in your defense, asking him to forgive your sins, to give you special protection in this time of temptation and trouble. You have an advocate in heaven before the Father, and you have an advocate within talking to you through the word, comforting you, guiding you, teaching you, assuring you, telling you what to say. We are rich. We're rich. We have a helper, and we have another helper from the Father. Gifts given by the Father. It says to those who love Jesus, they're promised to us in his covenant. And then through faith, they're given to us personally. And they're ours personally. If you trust in Jesus and you love him and you follow him as your savior, then you have a helper above you in heaven who lives forever to intercede for you and you have a helper within you on earth who remains with you forever to comfort you and talk you through the trouble. And it's his main task to keep you focused on Jesus Christ so you don't lose your way. It's so easy to let go in this world of trouble. You have another helper. You know him, said Jesus. Do you know him personally? Do you know by experience his work in your life to assure you, comfort you, teach you, lead you, guide you, and change you? Pray the Father to give you the Spirit your children the spirit it says gift ask ask you will receive secondly he's another helper 
given to you. I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. He'll give you. The Father will give you. In the name of Jesus, he proceeds from the Father and the Son. But the Father will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth. He's the Father's gift to the church as a whole and to every believer individually. And he's a great personal minister given to you. Remember what Jesus said to his disciples before he ascended. Go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise of the Father. The promise is the Spirit. Then he said, behold, I'm sending the promise of my Father upon you. And then he said in Acts 1, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be without witness or you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to the end of the earth. The gift of the Father to give you power to be witnesses for Christ. And so he was poured out on the church on the day of Pentecost as God's special gift to the church. And he continues to be given to each believer as your helper and counselor and advocate to fill you and teach you and comfort you and assure you and encourage you and guide you and strengthen you and give you wisdom for raising your children and strength for handling the troubles at work and knowing how to honor the Lord in this problem that you face. And he gives you gifts for your calling. Think of it this way. The Holy Spirit works in you before you believe first to regenerate you because your heart is hardened against the Lord Jesus Christ against God's word by nature too Ryla's heart is hardened and her mind is shut to God that's what sin does to us but the Holy Spirit is sent by God to invade the deepest parts of our life and to soften what's hard and to open what's closed so that we come to faith and we believe. And then when we believe, God sends the Holy Spirit to fill us and to make us home within us. It's amazing work. How does he help us? One author says, well, in this passage, you can see especially three different ways in which he is a helper given to us. Given to us as our teacher first. Notice that in our text, he's the spirit of truth, even the spirit of truth. Another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth. He's the truth minister in your life. Remember how Jesus just said earlier in the chapter 14 verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Well, the truth is going away to heaven. And do you know what happens when you're away from the truth for a while? What you learn starts to grow dim and soon becomes distant and then eventually, actually quite quickly, you forgot what you learned. It doesn't take us long to forget all that Jesus taught us because the truth went away. But Jesus is not going to let that happen. 
The truth is not going away. He's going to heaven and he's sending you his spirit, the spirit of truth, to remind you, verse 26, it says, to bring to your remembrance all that I taught you. To keep us close to the truth, close to Christ who is the way, the truth, and the life, and keep the Christ close to us, living within us, so we don't forget. We need, we need two teachers in our lives. We need this teacher, the outward teacher. Jesus gave us the outward teacher, the Bible. But nothing I read will sink in if I have only the outward teacher. Even as a believer, my eyes will be dim, my heart will wander, unless I also have Christ's inward teacher, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who gives me insight and wisdom to understand the Bible and prepare my sermons and preach. I need him. The Holy Spirit, the inward teacher who also makes us ready to listen to sermons and to concentrate on them and not be distracted. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me today to listen to your word well. My inward teacher. And then when... Something in the Bible rubs me wrong and gets me into resistance mode. I don't want that. Holy Spirit, help me to conform to your teaching, to believe it, rather than to go my own way and pursue my own will. He helps me to read the Bible daily. He opens up passage for me when I prepare for my Bible studies. When I have doubts, he gives me clarity and certainty, the spirit of truth. And when you need direction, he shows you from the scripture how you must go in the way of obedience. Some problems are very deep and very difficult. What a helper, counselor, comforter, keeper, spirit we long to embrace. Do you pray? for the Holy Spirit to fill you and give you understanding, help you stay alert and help you to be interested. Help you to keep discerning when new things come along, not just to fall for it, but to discern, to think through it biblically. He's promised to you to make his home within you. Take him up on that promise. Believe that promise of the Father and ask him to be your inward teacher to keep you close to Christ who is the truth. Secondly, he's given to us as our encourager, our teacher, our encourager. You think of life, we're like ships, little ships being tossed around on a big wild sea of trouble. Isn't that what your life often feels like? And your prof tells you that your views from the Bible are hopelessly outdated, bigoted, discriminatory, and are unacceptable in 2023. Bang! And your client insists that you should do the work for cash and not record it so that 
you can escape taxes. Bang! And your siblings have all agreed that your mom should be relieved from her immense suffering by giving her the syringe. And they're telling you, come on. Come on. And your son hates going to church. And he seems to have no interest at all in Jesus. Bang. Or you live in a country where you're going to church or we're going to church or having a Bible study or preaching the gospel puts you under the threat of attackers who want to put a knife through your heart or a bullet through your head. Or Satan constantly telling you that your sins make you unworthy of God and you'll never ever make it to heaven. Bang. Or sometimes the stress of home and work and finances gets you so down that you feel like, I can do nothing worthwhile for the kingdom. My life is just so low and useless. All these troubles, sickness, Satan, the circumstances of life. And in all that, who's going to keep your head above water? It's the Holy Spirit, the comforter, the paraclete, who is summoned to be beside you. The power to help you be witness when the whole world is against you. And the one who gives peace, my peace I give you. When the world is an upheaval and your life is a mess and your heart is so unsteady, he makes your heart steady. And he's the one who witnesses to your spirit that you're a child of God when you struggle with assurance. And he convinces you God is your father as the spirit of adoption gives you boldness to pray and to worship. He's the encourager. And the one who gives you gifts so that you may serve the body of Christ boldly and faithfully, even little old you or little young you. He's the encourager. Well, pray that the Father will, through his spirit in your life, be a helper and encourager to you in your time of trouble and need. Don't try to go it alone. Counselor, comforter, keeper, spirit we long to embrace. You offer hope when our hearts have hopelessly lost our way. And thirdly, he lives in us. He's given to us as our homemaker. And that's also our third point. He lives in you forever. He'll be with you. Jesus says to his disciples, but then he adds, he'll be in you. The world can't receive him because it doesn't see him or know him. You can't see the Holy Spirit. You can only experience him and see his impact on your life as he helps you and encourages you and changes your life. But we know him as believers because he lives in us and we personally experience his presence and his power. How can the supreme power of the universe 
who made the world and everything in it by his power, who raised Jesus from the dead by his power, live in you and you not know him. It's impossible. You know him. Believer, you know him. If you jump ahead in your passage, John 14, verse 23, I love that verse. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we, the father and the son, we will come to him and make our home with him. And that's obviously through the Spirit. When the Spirit is given to live with us and in us, then the Father and the Son are making their home with us in the Spirit. And your life becomes a home to the triune God. The Spirit is your homemaker. You become the temple of the Holy Spirit, says the Bible. You become the dwelling place of God in this world. And why does the Holy Spirit make his home within you? Because that's the way Christ, he's a minister of Christ, not only gets planted in you, but grows and shines from your life more and more so that, well, You lived up to your temple purpose. A temple is a place where people can see God through Jesus Christ. The church as a whole is a temple of God shining the light of Christ in this world. But also each believer is the temple of the Holy Spirit where God dwells by his spirit. The spirit is a homemaker. Now Jesus has said earlier that he's going to heaven to prepare a home for us. He's a homemaker in heaven. The same time he's sending his spirit to be a homemaker in us, to prepare our hearts and lives to be the home of God. Now what's he doing as the homemaker? Well, let me ask, what what does your mom do in the house? What does your dad do in the house they clean they make things look good they put things in order they take out the trash and when a renovation project is needed they get the hammer and the crowbar and the saw and that's the Holy Spirit's ministry in our life when you're sinning he fights with you No, don't, he says. Don't say that. Get rid of that. Put that away. Don't watch that. That relationship is harmful. That will destroy you. Don't become a slave to that sin. People who live like that can't enter the kingdom of God. There he is in in you. Fighting your sin, it's by the spirit we put our sins to death, Paul says. The Spirit is persuading you. This is bad. This is wrong. You shouldn't think that. Don't even think that. At the same time, the Holy Spirit puts Christ before us and says, don't you want to look like that? And he makes us yearn to become more and more beautiful. Oh, and I see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I want that. Holy Spirit, make me more kind. 
Make me more patient. Make me more tender. Make me more compassionate. Make me more understanding. Make me more faithful. Make me more peaceable. Make me more thankful. Make me more self-controlled. Make me more gentle. Make me more careful with my tongue. Make me more helpful. Make me more thoughtful. Make me more generous. Make me more content. And as we pray for the Spirit to do this work, The fruit of the Spirit grows in our lives. He's the great renovator. Now, when you're doing a home renovation project, there's a lot of junk to haul out, and there's a lot of new beautiful things to put on to make the home look like new, and so many trips to make to, to Second Chance and to Rona and to, and to uh, home hardware and uh, Home Depot. I don't know what places you all go to. Uh, It's a lot of running around, but in this case, the renovator is inside you. You've got all the resources through that helper who lives within you. So ask him to help you. Ask him to change you. Call on him. Don't think your life is fine just like it is. Don't be content with the status quo. Let him dig deeper and deeper into your life and go further and further in your life. C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity put it this way. We want the Holy Spirit to make us a nice, comfortable cottage. The Holy Spirit wants to do much more and make you a palace. And so there's incredible pain while he builds new things and he wrecks out, tears out a whole bunch of old things because he's got bigger plans for you than you've got plans. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Good news. The good news of God is double. Jesus, who died to pay for all your sins so you could be forgiven. Jesus who sent his spirit to live within you, comfort you, and change your life. Make you a partaker of Christ and all his benefits. Maybe you're not a Christian and you're lost and you don't know the spirit and you don't know Jesus. This is good news for you. There's a way out of your lostness and brokenness and wreckage of life. If you turn to the Lord Jesus Christ and you ask him to save you, he'll do both. He'll forgive all your sins and he'll fill you with his spirit and make you a new person. Oh, it's a struggle the rest of your life, but he'll keep changing you and renovating you. For our children, we also pray that this promise, the Holy Spirit will make his home within you, will become real in their lives, Ryla's life too. Knowing that the way he comes is through Jesus, so keep bringing her to Jesus, keep bringing your children to Jesus, because that's the way forgiveness of sins and the Holy Spirit comes through faith in Jesus. And as a believer, to rejoice in this good news of the helper, he's yours. 
He's ours. Take advantage of that gift God is giving you. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we call upon your name with thanksgiving and we praise you for the good news of the forgiveness of our sins through the blood of Christ, but also the renewal of our lives through the spirit of Christ. And we pray that you would strengthen us through your Holy Spirit in our inner being so that Christ may dwell in us richly through faith and we may grow in every grace. Lord, make us your home. In Jesus' name, amen.